Hi, drunk cast friends. Allison here. Uh, I am coming to you currently from my present, which is your recent past. It is February 23rd, 2021. Uh, however, you're about to listen to an episode that we recorded back in January. Um, and since then, a whole bunch of things have happened. But one of them is that uh, we are officially doing a little crossover with one of my favorite um, performing arts types organizations, something I've been involved with for a really long time called Redacted. This is an official Redacted Drunkcast crossover. Uh, and the reason that I'm telling you about it, dear listener, is because it, it relates to Bridge Jones's diary, Redacted has a writer, in this case me, take a movie they really love and essentially narrate it while a bunch of other fine actors and funny people act out the movie. Um, typically it's done in person at the lovely Music Box Theater, but what with the, you know, everything, uh, they've gone online, we've gone online. Uh, so the next one, Bridget Jones's Diary, is happening on March 8th at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. There will be some familiar faces, um, or I guess familiar voices, uh, to those of you who've listened to the pod for a long time. Um, it is March 8th, like I said, 7 p.m. Central Standard Time at twitch.tv slash redactedchicago. Uh, it's also sort of for my birthday. So if you want to hear yet more jokes about Bridget Jones's diary and uh, listen to Julie Starbird say a very iconic line of movie dialogue, then you should come hang out with us. Twitch.tv slash redactedchicago, March 8th, 7 p.m. Central, which is 8 p.m. Eastern, and and I think it's 5, 5 p.m. Pacific. I don't know. Come hang out with us, and now enjoy a little chat about pride and prejudice and zombies. Yeah, that bathroom. Uh, you, know, you know what that is? Growth. <laughs> what? Go, go ahead, Jadine. Sorry. I learned. I learned. <laughs> I turned yes. it on at the right time. That Please continue about your bath tray. That bath tray, um, it's not the exact one that Annalise suggested, uh, but it is uh, very close. Um, and I have taken six baths in the span of two weeks hell yeah dude like almost yeah it's like every other day it's like a bath you know and that's what i'm doing after this i'm taking a bath after this yeah after you this are episode. it's okay, a time so to like reflect and think you know yeah. and we all need that now yeah I'll, talk to I'll me about your bath situation do yes you do candles wine music oh, okay television? do you try to read and if you do explain to me how okay so um it varies. Oh, so here. I, I, okay, so we'll do the general setup, and then we'll talk about the Hold various on. activities. Nice. Solid. Um, so I, uh, and just for, so everyone knows, I did make a TikTok about this. So if you really want to see my setup, <laughs> it's out there. Um, <laughs> as an aside, I'm using TikTok now as a way to supplement my dating profiles. Yay! I'm so lonely. Nice. <laughs> Um, anyway, so I, uh, so I get candles. Like I have, uh, if there's, there has to be at least two, but I like to have up to six. Um, I have enough space. That game recognizes game. Yeah, no shame in that game. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I, so I, it's usually one of those smells good. And if I'm going to have two smelly candles, they're going to pair each other. Mm -hmm. Right now it's fig and chestnut, but it's also campfire. So I think that as well. <gasps> nice. Ooh. Um, so I almost always add Epsom salts, but I do realize that dries me out. So I try to like minimize that if I'm not like, if I don't actually need it for like workouts or whatnot. Um, it's usually uh, a pink Himalayan salt. Um, then I've recently gotten Snap. uh lavender uh, bubble bath, 
So I will, I'll, I'll bounce between, um, you know, the Epsom salts and the bubble bath, but I'll also combine. I ran out of bath bombs last year. My mom bought me this like ridiculous. It's a, it's like unnecessarily like trying to be masculine. It's like bath bombs for men, and here's like this box of bombs. And, like, God, fucking asshole! Doesn't make any sense. <laughs> it's got to be packaged in black for God's sakes. <laughs> it might look or like camouflage. Yeah. yeah, doesn't make any sense. Um, but it was a sampler of bath bombs, so I, I just used the end of those. Um, and, yeah, so then I, I I used to have glasses of wine. I, I stopped drinking now, so, like, I'm going to, like, now, but I do use the glass wine because I, or the gla- the wine glass because they're fucking fancy, and I got a slot for it. So I throw in water or maybe a mixed drink or something in that, something that's cool. also have a glass of bubbly water for myself as well. Um, I... And then, so here's where the variance happens of like how I do, th- how I enjoy that time in the bath. Um, I will. <laughs> Hold on. Welcome to Sostadasin, a public drug guest podcast. I'm Allison. <laughs> I'm Julie. That's Janine. Hey. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> this is our second episode on, in a chapter, in volume one, Imbibe and Prejudice, chapter five. five. Chapter five, Brian Prejudice and Zombies. And we're t- we're talking about Janine's bath time. You asked. Ariel? Yes. Oh, keep going. I'm loving it though, man. You Me got too. a whole setup. Yeah. So then uh, I have I found long, a while ago I found this very small. Uh, you can see it in my zoom right there, but this very small like um, side table that's basically big enough for like a cup and like maybe a remote. It's not a very big thing that fits perfectly near my radiator or near my sink uh, next to the bath. So uh, I will use that table to place my laptop to maybe watch an episode of something. I, that's how I enjoyed at least two episodes of Bridgerton. Um, uh, the, or I will place it next to me, and then um, I, I read. Uh, normally it's from like my phone, like I'm reading articles, but that stresses me out these days. Um, I also Why? <laughs> <laughs> huh? <laughs> Why ever for? Uh, <laughs> um, and then uh, I, I, just, I think I was, and but now it's watching TikToks. Uh, I, I'm, I need to stop making noises about me having a TikTok because I, I actually enjoy it. It passes the time quite well. So There you go. Owning it. Um, and then music some, or no? Do you ever just put on music and zone out? Or? Yeah, like I'll throw on um, a couple. I have a few different playlists that are nice and slow and vibey. Um, Sweet. Uh, normally, Is any of them a designated? Do you have like a Janine's Bath Time playlist playlist? No, but I will say my a go-to that I have is to make a radio uh, playlist off of, um, oh, what's his name? McDermott? Dermot? Damn, Dermot Mulroney? No. Dermot Mulroney. Dylan, uh, Dylan McDermott? Dylan McDermott. Dermot Mulroney. Which one's which? Uh, it's, it's, he has a song, Boston, um, that I really, really love. It's the, I, like my most listened to song of last year, apparently. So I'm just going to that playlist. Uh, Dermot Kennedy. Okay. Okay. Um, so I'll listen to this like one small album he has, um, or I just create a radio playlist from um, uh, Hallelujah, and that actually comes up with a number of different songs that I don't mind like vibing to for a little while. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm really I'm not really a music person, so I don't know bands, and I, I usually don't have favorite songs in that way. So I'll just take what Spotify gives me. Right on. Um, and then sometimes I read, and when I read, how I manage this with this bath caddy, it has a little stand so I could put things up against it. And then I, you always make sure you have, because you want to submerge your hands, of course, yes. when you're getting in your <laughs> Naturally. bath. Naturally. But you got to uh, have like a washcloth or something. Yeah, there. you have like okay. a washcloth right next to you so you can like, you know, you know, dab. Mm-hmm. 
It's so fancy. When I get into a tub, it's always just like, oh, thank God. And then I just lay there motionless for 20 minutes, not really focusing on or thinking about anything. Just like let my mind stop. I didn't realize, uh, it took me a little while to realize that 20 minutes is supposed to be the cutoff because if you stay in there too long, you'll get out and your feet will actually feel like pins and needles. Ooh. Yeah. The reason is uh, the way it like open up, opens up blood vessels uh, and it's just bad for your circulation at some point. So if you stay mm-hmm. in there too long with hot water, you'll actually start to feel, your feet will feel fucking weird. That's I, fucked up. Yeah. I used to be... I've never lived somewhere, since I was a child at least, I've never lived somewhere where I had a bathtub big enough to make using the bathtub in my apartment a particularly fun experience, right? Like a relaxing experience, just too small. Uh, I have extremely long legs, and they're just like, this way. Um, But when I, recently when I've been staying in hotels um, for work, my thing was always, well, I'll watch something and... Uh, and hang out in the bathtub. And one of the things that I did was I, the first time I rewatched the PPAE BBC Nemesis miniseries mm-hmm. in years. I don't know how many years. It was in like 2015, and I was staying in a hotel for work and watching watching Colin Firth dive into a pond. It was great. Yeah, uh, it was great. Hey, yeah, that sounds mm-hmm. great. Anyway, zombies. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, back to that. We wanted to talk about the corpse flies. We in, we in fact promised a lengthy conversation on corpse flies. He's just a dick. Like, <laughs> don't bring a vermin into my house and let it go, you piece of shit. What are your plans if you don't catch someone? Great. <laughs> now there's four mean and angry horse flies in my house, and that shit will drive me crazy. That shit will wake me up out of a sleep. I fucking the sound of a horse fly. I cannot abide it. Speaking of people who fight. Bad things like zombie fighters or Dracula hunters or whatever. My grandfather is that, but for horse flies. <laughs> he was never anywhere without a fucking fly swatter within arm's reach of himself, and it was always the same. Like, you would hear it, and then you would just see my granddad's whole body go. And then silently, the swatter would come out. And then switch hands, and then, whoa! Like, so fast. I, I, I am picturing your granddad in a leather coat now you know what i think he'd like that i'm gonna say it he likes to dress up i like that image uh well in in defense of darcy uh not that there's much to defend on please don't let vermin loose in somebody's home um just ask them to step outside with you politely perhaps something um I did think that the scene where Lizzie catches them all and that was fun. goes to return them and then squishes it implied to me that that was how he got them back, that he would zip, zip them out, like Barack Obama them out of the air <laughs> and put them in, back in the little vial, and that the difference in her doing that was that she then... Killed them. She murdered those flies. And let him know that this is not acceptable fucking behavior, you dickbag. Come on. It felt like a lot of the tension between Darcy and Lizzie was just that he was a remorseful killer. Not that he was rude, but he was a, he was a remorse, a remorse, rem, oh, fuck, remorseless. There no is. remorse. No mm-hmm. remorse. Yeah, yeah. Um, ruthless. Ruthless. No Ruth. No Ruth. No Ruth to that hate. 
That that's really all I have on the flies is that it was fucking gross and a weird ass flex to do it right in front of your host's face. Yeah. Like if you're gonna do it, surreptitiously open it up when you first walk in and just you know like like fucking Andy Dufresne that shit from Shawshank Redemption and just shake a little bit out of your trousers every time you walk the yard. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Don't fucking just walk up in your host's face and be like, check this out, and then let horseflies out of their house. So rude. Also, why didn't the flies then go upstairs? Are, are, we, are we meant to believe that the flies wouldn't be aware of the presence of another well, zombie po- horde upstairs? Well, the dead flesh didn't go anywhere. It just stayed there. He didn't clear it out. So they just stayed on the dead flesh and laid maggots because that's what flies do. Wait, so he killed that guy right there, right? The whisk yeah. dealer? Yeah. 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 So maybe the flies are just like sweet and burrowed right in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's... So now let's take this a step further. <laughs> Shall we? Does that mean that Darcy has to then sometime later, and I bet he doesn't let anybody watch him do this shit, take that little bottle and go scoop a couple of maggots into it, boop, and put it back in his pocket. Yep. For later. Oh, yeah. That's 100% what happens. Yeah. I mean, what do you think he was doing when he was collecting all those brains? Also collecting no brains. wonder he's unmarried. This guy's a fucking creep. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. When Lizzie says, the moment I laid eyes on you, my heart was irrevocably yours. His first, uh, just like, n- like not the story of the book. Sorry. But in the book, it, it's a process. Yes. So that's one thing. Um, but I don't even remember. I got so salty about that. I don't even remember what the other thing was. What the fuck were we talking about? We're just talking about how he's actually kind of a fucking creep. That's it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, uh, in addition to that, no, she would go, why are you so creepy looking? Like, why are you, (laughs) why are you skulking? Why are you, it's, you seem, you seem weirdly fixated on these corpses. Yes, he is. What happened to him? Was it because his mother was killed? Or is it because he had to kill his own dad? He had to kill his dad. That's why. He, he had to go the full walking dead. This is a deep-ass wound for Darcy, but it still does not excuse walking into my parlor and letting your little fly buddies fly everywhere. Fuck you. Especially not in, in, in a Pride and Prejudice adaptation. The whole point. Manners are so important. Yeah. And Darcy has terrible, dreadful manners. But... He's not quite at the letting horseflies loose. Lydia is the one who would let horseflies loose yes. in the parlor. Yeah. Yes. Come on. Yeah. But even then, I think that Lydia would have, quote unquote, the good sense to do it where nobody could see her so she could just watch the results as opposed. Well, no, you're right. Maybe Lydia would just be like, guess what I had? <laughs> Lord, I have these flies. I forgot. And then, <laughs> Let's let them loose. Ooh-hoo. So Such fun. You know, I just realized in this film that there was no large gathering that did not attract zombies. All yeah. large gatherings attracted zombies. I just well, yeah, just, and sometimes maybe that was. You should probably all shut up. You're attracting zombies, and some of it was probably Wickham being like, Psst, "Zombies, come over here." Yeah, letting them know. Opens the door to the servants' quarters and like, Psst, Psst, "Come on, guys, come on." Oh yeah, Wickham's definitely getting in there. I'm just thinking, like, I'm just adding another notch to my belt on the whole, uh, you know, they don't give a shit about the real world, they eat the rich kind of scenario. Like, oh, they just keep showing up. Why do they keep showing up? Oh, look at us. We have enough money. Here's a direct quote that I wrote word for word, which I think fits very nicely with what you're just saying. Yeah. 
Before we know it, they'll be running for parliament. <laughs> you guys, yeah. how you doing? Okay. Um, Charlotte Lucas snoring. Let's talk about that. That was hilarious. <laughs> that was adorable. I like that. That was so funny. Yeah. And also that she was still sleeping in the bed with Lizzie instead of mm. sleeping. That's because she was chaperoning. They, oh, that's, that's right. They the weren't married adaptation yet. Adaptation switches. It's that Lizzie has to. Sh- and this is a pretty Which makes no sense because she's not way. married. She's not, but it is a pretty expedient way to get them there together. That doesn't mm-hmm. involve skipping like eight months, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so she is acting as Charlotte's guardian while Charlotte is presented to Lady Catherine, which I will say also tracks from a character perspective. It total like it makes perfect sense that Mr. Collins would be like, "Will you marry me assuming Lady Catherine approves of you?" Yes. <laughs> right? Like that I that I buy. Uh let's talk about uh, Lady Anne de Burr being like 9 years old and then like a like Tiny, yeah. Did she even have a line? No, she right? just kind of made this noise like every time they cut to her, mm-hmm. or yeah. if not every time, almost every time. When Would you like a scone, dear? Oh, yeah, that's right. Like, like they were like, yeah, Mister Darcy and her grew up together, and like, well, did they? I think maybe they cut that part out. They, were, but that Darcy was obviously betrothed to her, or she was betrothed to Darcy. Well, sure. they're. I don't. I'm not sure. I don't think that's true. And in the book, that's uh, in the real P and P. That's a whole thing. Yeah, is yeah. that it was just a conversation between oh, parents yeah. and never a reality. A a wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Yes, that's exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Um, uh, what? Do, uh, here's a note. Really cut to the shitty chase in this Darcy proposal. Like they cut out all the fat. He just walks in and he's like, "You're trash." On one knee, <laughs> marry me. <laughs> And I was like, all right, fine. And then that fight sequence was pretty fun. I have to admit, watching them fight each other is fun. That was the fight sequence where, sequence where I started realizing that this felt like an SAFD uh, testing thing. SAFD is the Society for American Fight Directors, and it's what theater people do when they're learning to fight with swords. So you take a, um, uh, for our listeners, for, take a scene of something, and then you add a fight to it, and you find ways to make it work. Um, the entire movie felt like that. <laughs> they were just like, we're going to make a fucking SAFD film. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I had to do that in London, and we did a scene for Midsummer Night's Dream, the fight between Helena and Hermia. Yeah. My, my roommate Krista and I did that for our fight certification. That's a good one. <laughs> it was fun. <laughs> but I like, I love that, I love, and I do want to talk about the fighting. It's good. I, yeah. I enjoyed it. I thought that was like, very, like, a lot of it was very realistic. They kept, um... Uh, I don't know if they necessarily honored the styles that they were talking about between going to Japan and China, um, but I I appreciated most of um, the action they they used and the fact that like uh, they definitely threw in a horse charge. That's what took Wickham out from Elizabeth, which is actually very like military and very mm-hmm. on point. That's all I got. Speaking of horses, what happened to the horse that Darcy and Lizzie were on when the bridge blew up? Oh, that fucker's dead. Horse meat. So they that horse lost its life to save <laughs> this asshole that created all those zombies. At the bottom yes. of the cavern is half of a dead horse, just like the front half, just laying there. And then as the camera zooms in, it goes, and a zombie horse gets up on its front two legs and yes. starts. Or the, the zombie, the front half of a horse is laying there and you see blood running towards its lips. And the camera goes back, and it's a human head crushed after the explosion of the bridge, and then the blood hits the horse's lips, and it's on. 
Love it. Love, Love it. it. Uh, a, a moment I want to talk about that we skipped is there's a, it's near the very beginning, it's a Sally Phillips moment, but there's a moment where she is very clearly telling Elizabeth, tits out. Like you can see her be like, up, up, up. Mm-hmm. It's loved it. I was like, yep, mm-hmm. that, see, that is, that's, that tracks. That's perfect, Mrs. Bennett shit. Costumes, just in general, lots of leather. Leather lots. accents, obviously his leather duster. Yeah. It's like you're a vamp, it's like you, they watched Blade and then <laughs> took some costume notes. Uh, Lizzie's leather collar that she had. The she eggplant colored one? I really liked yeah, that one. Mm-hmm. That was like, mm-hmm. I was, I, that was when I started looking at everyone else's costume to go like, you know, tactically that would be useful for zombies trying to bite your neck. So like I could see this being a thing, but no one else had it. So then I lost yeah, it. Yeah, that actually <laughs> connects to what I wanted to say about the fighting too, which is that there, I liked some of what's there and some of it I just didn't really notice. Um, but it feels like there was so much more opportunity. Like I would really have enjoyed being able to tell how differently the Bennett sisters fight from anyone else. Yeah. Um, yes. Like I would want, I wanted the Darcy Lizzie fight to look like it was two people who have learned two very different things. Because, and that of course also reinforces the tension in their relationship, right? They're different in these very, um, directly related ways, um, parallel sort of parallel differences. So, um, I wanted more of that, and I wanted that in the costumes, too. I wanted to mm-hmm. see how the fashion of the period would have changed to reflect reality. Like, obviously, we have that yeah. cool moment of Lady Catherine wearing pants, and I wonder, may I say how much I like your pantaloons? Your mm-hmm. eye patch, is that fashion function? That's shit. Um, but I wish there was more of that. I wish we had seen more, um, instead of just like, ooh, there's a dagger in her garter that there have been more reinforcement, maybe deeper pockets. Would the, would boning have worked differently? Pants for sure. Um, differences in shoes. Would hats be different? All this shit. Well, you mm-hmm. know, even like uh, connecting the dots too between like fashion they would have learned in Japan versus China. And like, mm-hmm. granted, like it, that's all like, you know, UK culture, uh, English culture is very much like, well, we're the, we're the winners and everything. Cause you know, colonialism but it would have been interesting to see some of those flares right like mm-hmm. to say hey like you know we spent time in china so we have these types of garments it's still very regency but there'd be flares to it well and related to that um i think they also uh missed an opportunity to show how someone like say miss bingley would dress in contrast to lizzie in terms of how seriously they take their position as defenders and their yeah. combat mm-hmm. right like where yeah. Where does the balance of looking a certain way and needing your clothing to act in a certain way, how does it shift how people dress, even within the Bennett sisters, right? Like, yeah. Yeah. how does Lydia dress differently than Lizzie in that respect? Anyway, yeah. Julie, you were going to mm-hmm. say something. Oh, no, that, that was it. It was just mm-hmm. about how the costuming was interesting but didn't feel like it was tethered to anything. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I, your point being, it would be really cool if the way they dress changed in response to this terrible thing but it didn't really feel like it did yeah Yeah. i agree so missed opportunity i think we're sort of accidentally doing the scales which feels good because the scales are going to take a while so that's our costumes category um Mm -hmm. the i don't remember what it was the whatever we the cute thing we called that is so let's talk about the hand flex were we invested in any of these romantic relationships no Although I will say that those two actors knew how to do a pretty engaging kiss. 
I didn't really care so much about them per se, but their kissing was nice. It good wasn't kissing. Yes, good kissing. You're talking it wasn't about like, Lizzie and Darcy. Yes, it wasn't like too too. I don't know. It just struck the right balance for me. But I really didn't care about either one. I didn't care about their love affair. No. I'm thinking about every relationship. I'm trying to like scan through that entire film in my brain, and not one relationship felt loving and interesting to me. I was not into them. Yeah. Yeah. But the the zombie killing though that Zom- I was into. Yeah. Yes. That made that work. I mean, so is that a um, uh, a hand rip? <laughs> it's a hand fart. <laughs> hand fart. Because then your head blows up. Lots of blowing up heads in this movie, lots too. Lots of blowing up heads, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and lots of, like, inexplicably too close for comfort shots. Like, when he shoots at Darcy and you see it's like, pew, he knocked off a little piece of the gate or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's weird. Anyway. Um, okay, so that was hand flex. Um, and we did costumes. Let's do, could you get up and get a drink? Yes. yes. Whenever. <laughs> whenever. I did I, whenever. I just yeah, I, I did. <laughs> yeah, me too. Yeah. I knew where it was going to go. If it was in the middle of a fun fight sequence, I probably wouldn't. But overall, I was like, okay, so we're in the Collins bit now. So we've got a minute before we get to Rosings and blah, blah, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, 48 minutes in was when I was when I like looked at the time bar to see like how far am I into this film? Mm-hmm. I did do that. Yeah, I did that too. Although I yeah. will say I was never thinking that when Lena Hetty was on screen, no. which is what's going to allow me to pivot to our golden butthole. We need our MVP and our GBH. Um, the MVP... I don't know. I don't know if I cared enough about anyone. Uh, for the golden butthole, I'll probably give it to Darcy, though. Based on Real my butthole. my theory that he created the zo- recreated the <laughs> yeah, zombie horde. He's like he's he is the the fucking uh, um, he's the pinnacle of like, hey, here's this rich white dude who just made everything a lot worse, but he's the hero. Mm-hmm. Fuck that mm-hmm. guy. <laughs> Yeah, uh, he's my I'm winner. gonna Dickhole. I'm gonna give maybe my, Lizzie for MVP. Mm. I'm yeah. gonna give my golden butthole <laughs> to um, the Antichrist. Um, oh yes, of course. <laughs> Seems like maybe I can <laughs> wrote the script, bet. made it Anti- Antichrist. <laughs> mm-hmm. Have fun, sweaty Wickham, um, Swickham. Slickem. Is there anything there? No. Slickem. Slickem. <laughs> Wait. Yep. A plus. So is one of our Wickhams then going to be a Lickem? Well, I have yet to see that one. I'll let you know. We'll, let us, <laughs> we'll we keep you find, updated. We gotta Ooh, find a I don't know. Death comes Fuck to it. Pemberley. Death comes to Pemberley. <laughs> also, also Hugh Grant in uh, yes. Bridget John's Diary. Probably Lickem. Yeah, he's Lickem. He's Lickem. I'm it's going to be like the seven dwarves. <laughs> Not going to lie. <laughs> this is great. Okay. Oh. Uh, so, and then my MVP, I'm, I mean, I'm going to say Lena Headey. Um, yeah. That Lady Catherine shit is just so fun. And she, Julie, you're totally right. She knew exactly what movie she's in. Yeah. And that leads to my Aspen Factor moment. Oh, yes. Which is when <laughs> Lizzie is working out at her dojo, working off some stress there's a knock on the door and she throws it open and it's just Lady Catherine's one eye. And it says, 
your state is very small. <laughs> that shit killed me. Neil and I were like, yes. That was the humor that was missing. From yes, throughout. <laughs> and I loved that moment so much. And I really think that your state is very small. And then when the door opens, it's this big ass dude. You're just like, whoa. The yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, that was good. Mm-hmm. And wow. then I do have to admit that I was a little bit bummed out that this movie went the Sir Lawrence Olivier, Olivier Greer Garson route and made Lady Catherine a deus ex machina again. Yeah. Like, let's go to her big house because it's fortified with all these paid wow. mercenary soldiers. And I was like, Lady Catherine, you've done enough. Yeah. Anyway, Patty. Anyway, Patty. No, I agree. Mm-hmm. Um, her scenes are, I, are still She's my fun. favorite in the She's movie. She's so though, good. So. Mm-hmm. She's very good. Uh, and is that it? Did we do all mm-hmm. of them? I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll, for an MVP, I'll give it to Matt Smith. I liked him a lot. There he you go. Fun. Oh, Fuddle. He, oh, he tickled, Fuddle. He tickled me. <laughs> the leap. The leap in the dance, I think, is really mm-hmm. special. Can we talk about the makeup real quick, just because it's a zombie film? Please. Oh, yes, of course. Yes. I was a little annoyed at how much they supplemented makeup with CGI. Like, this was a film that um, had a fucking... Un- enormous budget for no reason. <laughs> yes. And they didn't spend it on like close ups, zombie close ups. Uh, and like, because like Walking Dead has perfected this shit like a long time ago. They know how to do it. They can hire makeup artists that can figure out new and interesting ways to do this stuff. And they didn't. They just were like, hey, so we need someone's face to look like they're going to fall off. And the CGI guys, they hired them instead to do it. And that felt it. I mean, a small thing about realism. I would have liked to see that a bit more. I agree, although I will say I really liked, I can never remember this actress's name. Um, let me find it. Hold on. Um, the first r- tenant of Netherfield. Um, Dolly Wells, Mrs. Featherston. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes, the one whose parlor he strode up in and mm-hmm. just let those flies loose. Yeah, and let those, let those flies loose. Um, yeah. She didn't deserve that. Yeah, she did not. Uh, I really like when she comes back as a zombie because yeah. she, like, that moment I really liked. But, yeah, I got really annoyed. Um, I think maybe this is the the young girl zombie. Yeah. From the Annabelle. Beginning. Yeah, where you see, like, phlegm come out of her nose. Yeah. And it's I was like, like that's, a, that's not a gross detail because I can tell it's fake. Like, yeah. just... Be, like be if, grosser. Be, be There's my be better blanket. If they, been, if they had done that with practicals, that would have been fucking disgusting and scary. Totally. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, yeah. I have a filmmaking question that is related. The sound, sound design. There were a couple of good points in the sound design, specifically listening to the sound of the pigs when the zombie uh, Lazarus people are... I love that moment. Mm-hmm. But what is... I don't know, Aaron, if you know this, or maybe Allison... What is the name of that deep bass whoom sound that they use in every movie now? It's the, the like I've called the bass drop, where it's like suddenly they just add. It's this is almost like a stock sound now, where if like yeah, cha- it is. If you're changing tone or you're changing and you want to move hard, I think Allison has an answer for this too. You change hard, you just suddenly throw like this like weird. Bass that makes you, your entire body go oh and we're in a different scene now yeah and like <laughs> if you're in a theater you can physically feel it like yeah. it's it's very like low it's like a brown note for anybody who watched Ooh, the league let's call it let's call it the dolby rumble dolby rumble the dolby, dolby rumble. rumble well the dolby rumble was definitely doing some fucking heavy lifting in the last oh. fight i'll tell you what i was a little bit like all right enough you don't if you use it more than two times it loses its efficacy so please stop this is the sixth time you've done that in two minutes <laughs> Yeah. 
What is this, a Marvel movie? Yeah, what is this, Marvel? (laughs) They did it a little bit, too, when uh, uh, they got just off the bridge, and, like, like that, like, one moment happened, and they went into, like, the standard, like, light piano of, it's over, and we're almost dead, but we (laughs) love each other. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that fucking film. That's a Janine original, Janine TM. (laughs) So out of ten stars, I would definitely give this six. Six sounds right. I'm I liked definitely. it more than I remembered, but I think mm-hmm. again some of that's just timing. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I like don't know why I was primed for a story about uh, um, fuming masses of rotting flesh uh, storming <laughs> estates that should be better reinforced than they are. Yeah. Yeah. Don't know why. <laughs> that's mm-hmm. hot spot. I also watch bed knobs and broomsticks. <laughs> yeah. I. I, I, this is definitely more stars than Christmas at Pemberley. Oh, yeah, for well, sure. yes. I mean, if Chris, we're, we have to, that's if we're a doing a scale, that's, it's the Christmas at Pemberley scale. Yeah. And it's like, how much better than Christmas at Pemberley Manor is this? And I would go, it's like... You know, 200% better? It's like, a, like speed two. Cruise control. I'll clarify. Control. <laughs> I'll clarify. Because they had to keep it at a certain knot. Oh, fuck it. <laughs> Shame on you, Aaron. <laughs> Sorry, who's Aaron? Janine. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, I'm, gl- I'm glad we watched it. We'll, we will be yeah, talking about it a little yeah. bit more. I was texting with a friend of the show, Sweet Nothings, a.k.a. Keenan, earlier and said, you know, if you want to talk about the underpinnings in this one, let us know. Because of all the, like, weaponry and garters. Like, if Keenan can tell us... You know, like, how taut does a garter have to be to successfully hold a blade? That's something I want to know. Is there a historical precedent for little, for little, little, little tool belts on your thigh? Mm-hmm. I want to know these things. They're probably mm-hmm. connected to their, to belts or their waists. Yeah. yeah. Um, I guess some lady pirates had that shit, though. Yeah. yeah. See, now I, we're definitely going to talk about this. That will probably be a bonus episode, though. But we are doing an, one more episode on this in which we're going to talk about blending genre uh, with a critic friend of mine. So look for that next week. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, uh, for now, we're going to say sayonara. Do you two have anything to add before I do my sh- spiel? No. I was glad to get back into the mix. It's cool. Hi. Yeah, this Hi. is coming after just like a a two-week break that somehow felt very long and very short for me. Yes, anyway. <laughs> that is true. Yeah. yeah. I, I appreciate this film for giving me an outlet to describe how I feel about rich people destroying everything. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I really oh. appreciate that. You know what? This is, these episodes are going to publish so far in the future. It's going to be like the middle of February. This is already incredibly dated. Yeah. We will yeah. have gone through 72 news cycles. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, hey, hope- you in the future, hope things are all right. <laughs> Yeah, hope yeah. you're doing good. Check in with us. <laughs> yep. Yeah, yep. It's been, it's been a weird one. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, if you want more weird ones, <laughs> you can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash podlandercast. You can find us on Twitter at podlandercast. You can find us on Patreon, where you can support the show, uh, get bonus episodes, get Janine's Corner with the bath caddy that you heard all about at the beginning of this episode at patreon.com. 
<laughs> slash Podlander Drunkcast. Um, that's also where you can join our amazing Slack. Uh, hello, Slack friends. Uh, you, uh, if you if you support the show, we'll we'll get a thanks from us weekly, as you are right now. If you do, hi, thank you so much for supporting us, and we want to thank all of you who back the show, but especially these folks: Maddie Perkins, Maxine Donner, Snazzy Knack. I know it's it's supposed to be like Sassenach, right? But, yes. Snazzenach. There we go. Snazzenach. Julia Gulia, Kathleen Martini, Lauren Tennant, Kelsey Kemp, Madison Johnson, Emily Day, Betsy English, Caitlin Reddick, Ashley Teagason, Tina Barnett, The Other, Janine, Kristen, Freckled Fury, Amelia Bazell, Liz and Tinkerbell, Stella Welch, Chrissy Shively, Denise Perkins, Rachel Lazan, Rochelle Lefevre, Amanda Smazazazazaza, Heather Robbins, Jerry Hurdle, Brittany Holbert, Emily Carlson, Amy Gustafson, Rachel Townsend, Steph Peterson, Kelly Mazella, Maria, Chantal Salters, Mary the Falling statue, Philip Nako, Tara Lucchino, Viv Pickles, a.k.a. Laura, Mary of the Grapefruit, Jenna Polkowski, Anne Gibson, Ruth McCormick, Katie Kirshner, Kara Marlowe, Trish McCrary, Jen Lander-Drunklin, Kelly Bodden, Amanda Newton, and as always, Kiki, the, the Wise. wise. Uh, we will be back next week with one more episode on the old Papa Puzza. What did we decide it was? Papianzi. No, Papianzi. 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 Okay, bye. Bye. Bye.